0: Welcome to the Live Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Joel Kleber, and this is where we share stories of those we've lived experience on a large range of mental health topics. And I hope you enjoy the show. On today's episode, we've got a solo episode where I tell you where I've been for 30 days. I think you might get something out of it. So I'm happy to share my story with you, open, Warts and all. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. So welcome back to 2023, guys, and thank you for tuning into Live Experience, and I hope you had a really good 22 and a good interview break. And just want to up you date with your through a couple of episodes I think real honest and and raw episodes about where I've been and why I haven't been so active, especially on social media. I haven't posted anything on the account for a month and haven't done any episodes. And there's there's two things as to why I haven't been active. And the second one I'm going to reveal on another episode because I think that's worth unpacking and and I'll share it as as a story because I think you can get a bit out of it and it's very personal to me. But I think if you've grown up in situations like mine, you'll completely understand. And But the first reason why I was away is because it's a really stupid reason, but you can get a bit out of it. So just hang in there while I say, get through this story and it does have a, a good meaning at the end of it, which I think you can take a lot away from. And basically what happened was well, I thank you. you know, first of all, thanks to everyone who left the review and comment on the show. I really do appreciate it. But I had one negative review. And it was from someone called Anaphylactic, and this was in regards to my last guest, Belinda Agnew. And basically, went Belinda and Joel disappointed, it's an opinion that someone who has the look can weaponize, blah, blah, but you have lost some respect I had during the episode. So what about the people who don't have the look yet are intelligent, interesting, committed, blah, blah? Your argument is immature, and I would like to be a fly on the wall in 25 years to your view then. So my guest had a particular view, um, which which she has. She said the view. Someone didn't agree with it, took it personally, and then decided to leave me. A bad review wreck my not wreck my rating but you know wreck the rating from five star to what it was to now 4.9 unfortunately so when i saw that i got really really down and you know you might be going oh what a you know toughen up you know you shouldn't be taking that too seriously but for me it got me really really down because the point of this show is i try and share personal stories and i try and have guests on to share their stories and i think you know that everyone's going to like with it or everyone's going to agree with it and and when someone doesn't like this, goes for even comments on social media, it really, really gets to me. So I can have you know just tell you something about me. I can have twenty people say to me, "Fantastic, you do this good, you do this good," which happens in my work and stuff. And then one person might say something negative, and it really, really gets to me. You know, so I ignore the the twenty good comments, and like with all your reviews, like I ignore the twenty one ratings of five stars and and the fantastic comments and really nice feedback. And the one comment that doesn't go my way, I get really, really down about. And I didn't get really depressed over it, but I just got really, really shitty because I do put a lot of effort into this in regards to time, like, you know, to get all these clips made and stuff, it costs me money and I spend a lot of money on the podcast and it you know, really annoys me that that one segment from a guest's opinion can then bring down the rating. But I really wanted to look at these little behaviors that we all have. So all these behaviors we have, there might be things you do in your life currently and you go, why do I do that? Or you want to change it. And, You've got to get to the root of it. So there's a really good guy which you're going to hear me typing into the computer right now, just to find his book. But Gabriel Mattei and Gabriel Mate is a addiction expert, but he talks a lot about trauma and childhood development and childhood trauma. And I've been listening to a lot of his podcasts and and his book, and it's really, really, really good. And you know, when you apply it to your own life, you go, "Geez, with everything where we are in life and our behaviors and stuff is so informed and in in shaped by these these childhood traumas we have." And that's not to say. You can use them as an excuse, but they do shape who you are. So when I got this negative comment, um, I'm thinking, well, why, why do I dwell so much on a negative comment out of all these positive things and all these things in my life, all these good things, and I forget all that, but I have to dwell on this negative thing. And I came back to this to this childhood thing where I was severely bullied in school, in high school. So from the age of, I think when we moved over from Perth to Warner, while I was thinking I was twelve or thirteen, but I got bullied really bad by one kid from I think it was end of year seven to probably end of year eleven and then they left and his name was Alex Alex Grace and no one numb so I don't care in saying that name. But um this kid really, really severely bullied me and what it meant that I would, you know, try to be liked by everyone and I would compromise my own, let's say you know, my own values or beliefs to try and be liked by a certain someone to try and impress them to do things. So I was a really bad kid and, you know, in the hopes of fitting in and all that sort of stuff. And it was just to impress this one kid because he just extremely bullied me. And and this came back from a you know from a whole thing of rejection as well. So because my father left when we we're young, I've always had issues with rejection. So when someone rejects me, I sort of my not just to sort of just leave it and go away. I'm sort of like, well, what can I do to make you like me? You know, how can I be liked? How can I be liked? So that's something a big problem or a big fault that I have and it's left to a lot of you know some negativity and some detrimental things in my life and and when I saw that comment I I'm just sort of think why does this get to me so I've just went through this Gabriel Matei stuff and like what's the thing in my life what's the moment in my life that happened so rather than going to a psychologist and uh, to do it you know what was it is and I traced it back to this to this this kid and this person who really severely bullied me now a lot of people who might listen to this might know me and go I didn't think you get bullied and they would actually quite often commented I've told a few people about that or they thought I was friends with this person and, you know, the whole thing, you know, you know, keep your friends close and your enemies even closer, that's what it really applied with this person. And the bullying was really bad. It was really psychological. Sometimes it got physical but it was mainly psychological. And what was going on in high school, is high school as, as we all know, it can be a very, very interesting time and, you know, kids get bullied and that's just a fact and unfortunately and it's really, really tough and the, what made it even tough for me and, was that I had my mum in and out. who She wasn't well, so we we're living in a in a house at the time, and I don't know who was paying for it because she wasn't, wasn't working. But she was on a disability pension, but lot of money. And um, you know, and this kid knew about that too. So he knew we never lost money, and he knew my mum got un- well from times, and she had bipolar, and was in, ended psychiatric wards. But that didn't stop this person. He still bullied me severely, and still put me down, and and really, really affected my self esteem and, and confidence. Who, like really, really crushed me for a long time. And then you know. All for that time, like from the ages of, let's say, you know, twelve to let's say seventeen, like this, while this kid was at school, uh, for whatever reason, the action I should have took, which I don't condone, but I'm, I'm going to tell you what what would have worked because I saw it did work on this person before, was when someone stood up to him, and basically assaulted him. So when someone punched him, or I can't remember they punched him or they physically assaulted him and asserted their physical dominance over this person who was smaller in stature, and he stopped. And I saw that, like, geez, I need to do this right, but I'm not a violent person by nature. So I never did. I thought I could. I could be, you know, do all these things and and you know we used to, you know play team sports and like you know feeding the goals all the time and all this sort of stuff. And the more I did that, the more he picked on me. The more he you know deliberately tried to hurt me, despite knowing at times there were periods when my mum was in a psychiatric ward. And do you think that would be an, an excuse to let out for this person? No, he didn't. think He went even harder. So, you know. This this bullying stuff that happened to me and I had another guest on if you've listened to the show regularly, Maddie Maddie, who does little dreamers and she was telling me about her bullying experience as well in school and you know, I presume it was more than one person. And I just you know, what what you know, all this stuff we have, you know, growing up in our situations and to have, you know, you have a parent who's mentally ill in and out of a psychiatric ward and you get school, we get bullied, like there's nowhere that's safe. There's the only place that's really safe is at home and in your sleep. And the problem with sleep is you have nightmares and all that sort of stuff as well. So I could never really escape it. And this went on for around probably five years. So a lot of people probably didn't know it, but it was really, you know, they really, really bad psychological bullying by this by this one by this one person. It got to a stage where I actually used to go to, when I would go to school, tell my mom I'm going to school, and I would not go to school. I didn't have anywhere to go. I'd just stop in the middle of the bush and I'd just go and hide in a bush all day and read guitar magazines or do different things, wait till 3 o'clock, come and I'd walk home. So, mum never picked up on that. She never knew because I used to be able to hide things pretty well, but I was really, really surly. I used to come home and just go to my room and play guitar for hours and do other things and not want to be around anyone. And this one for a long, long time. And my mum didn't know any better. And the problem with schools is you can't tell the school because if you tell the school that you have a quarter, I think I did once or, or twice, maybe, but they tell the person and the kid finds out about it and they do it even worse. So, you know, it really, really severely affected my life and it affected my life to a stage where I've never been someone you know I might have to give you a warning this might might offend you but you know I contemplated a few times you know committing suicide when I was younger and it wasn't something where it was a, a flippant thing like I really did like I planned it out I thought you know what, what was the best way to do it you know how would I do it all that sort of stuff and it got to a stage where you know I was even trying to steal this is how stupid kids are but like I was even stealing an excessive amount of medicine and stuff like that because that's what I was going to do but mm. it was really really bad and you know and that formative years of where you're trying to find out who you are and your personality, it really did shape a lot of my my adulthood, you know, low self-esteem, low self-confidence and this whole thing about wanting to be liked all the time. And even now in my current role, like I have a side business and stuff and I don't want to disappoint people. I don't say no to things that I should and I really get overwhelmed and that's because of this whole thing. So it's been trying to deal with this self-development of this thing where I can really get that trauma out, which talking about it like I'm doing now helps, but just trying to really – get it out of my system because it really does affect your life and this will apply to your own life you know there'll be things in your life and circumstances in your childhood where you think you've dealt with it but you haven't and this one comment just showed to me that i haven't dealt with it so i've never really dealt with it properly because you know i want to see be seen as someone who's you know like most people you know strong and got their stuff together but this but this bullying for this five-year period really really hurt me and it really affected who i was and and the reason why it really harms me a bit now still is because I knew what I needed to do and I didn't have the courage to do it because, as I said, this person was a bit more smaller in stature and this person was a coward, so you know, it, all it would have taken, I'm not condoning this, but this is what boys do, right? It would have just taken me standing up and just basically punching him in the face. And he would never have bullied me again. He quite frankly wouldn't have. And I saw when that happened to him once by someone, he was the complete opposite and left that person alone. So I knew that's what I should have done. I never did it, and I, I kicked myself because I had five years of really, really bad, unhappy times. And as I said, there were times where I, I did contemplate suicide, and I did wag school. And my self development as a person, person during my teenage years was really, really stunted, and it affected me. You know, in my early twenties, my mid twenties, and you know, obviously, even now, like it still affects me. So you know, it's something I'm telling you. Because I think in your own life there will be things where behaviours where things get to you and you go, why does that to me so much? And you can generally trace it back to some sort of moment. Well, I think, I'm not a doctor, but um, in your in your childhood some sort of trauma where that behavior's started and it's just gotten worse and worse and worse and, and it becomes a part of you. So, you know, trying to work on this thing at the moment and to, to try and really get over it and frame it in different minds has been what I've been really trying to work on because as I said to you, like, One comment had so much power over to me. Some negative comment where I didn't post anything for thirty days. Like, you know, I didn't post anything. I didn't want to do a podcast for thirty days. I questioned why do I do it. All these things, you know, just over one bloody comment of someone who doesn't know me from a bar of bloody soap, you know. And that comes back to wanting to be liked all the time, and and this whole thing about rejection, and that comes back to this this kid who bullied me really severely for five years, and I didn't do anything about it. Which I, you know, you can't have any regrets, but like, it does irk me to this day because I knew what I needed to do and I didn't do it. And if I did it my life during those five years would have been completely different. I would have been far happier. And and look, and what happened was that that kid ended up leaving the end of year eleven. And I ended up being the vice captain in year 12 and had a really, really good final year to school. And you know, I remember going, geez, why the hell didn't I take action earlier and actually do something to this person? You know, because that's that's the courageous step is the action, right? I can think about it, I can think about it. And then it's the courage. And you know, in my life now, I can't stand bullies. So in the workplace, in life in general, as soon as I see someone bullying, my, my girlfriend will tell you, like even on the street or whatever, I want to get up and stick up for that person. I don't care if, if it gets physical, whatever it is. I just hate bullies. like I really do. And that's because of that. So I find myself now in my work and in, in other areas of my life, I'm more of a protector. I try and stick up for people, you know, and they're not going to be afraid again. So, But that's interesting because I say that in regards to the real life situation, but a one comment online Um, really really got to me and it got to me because i can't write a reply when you do a review you can't reply to it and and the person doesn't put their real name and what annoys me is that i'm pretty open so i put my email address and all my stuff and if someone really wants to give me feedback negatively they can just email me maybe a chat or or whatever which sometimes people do but it really annoys me how something just in an online environment got to me and i traced i said to you i traced it back to this childhood bully and you know that's something i've been trying to work on you know, just even recently it's because I know, as I, as I said to you, it affects me in my, my real life still. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because I know for a fact if you're listening to this, you know, you might have dealt with bullying yourself or there will be things in your life, some trauma which you unresolved, and you'll be having behaviours in your current day life which have been as a result of this trauma. So I recommend Gabriel Mate, so it's G. Oh, sorry, Gabor Mate, g-a-b-o-m-a-t-e just punch him into google just watch one of his youtube interviews for two hours the book goes for like 16 hours but it's 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 really really worth it and it's really really helped me mm-hmm. and i found it's you know something that you know i know the areas of my life i want to work it's related back to this one person and i've really got to frame it and work around it and the what what i found it is you know look this is controversial but like you know i i sense my opinion a bit on here because i want to be liked So, you know, when I talk with guests or when I talk with people, I censor my opinion sometimes because as I said to you, I want to be liked and that's something I shouldn't do because it's not really being genuine and authentic. So look, the what the best way I thought, you know, I think to deal with a bully in life, you might not agree with this is to confront them face to face. I very rarely have ever seen a bully fight back when they're confronted. So this goes in the workplace, whatever, you know, if this is an abusive boss, you know, I had in my workplace, which a long a while ago, which I'm not going to talk about too much. But it took me taking action and then things got better. If you take action against bullies or people toxic in your life, you just take that courageous step to say it's enough is enough and stick up to them. They always back down. All right. And that's why I kick myself in the backside still to this day, because I knew that if I did that early on, you know, it would have just taken a punch in the face. And as I don't come under violence, but that's what boys need to do sometimes. If I'd just punched this person in the face, it would have made my life a hell of a lot easier. And even if, and if it didn't, well, at least I've tried to do something. The, the thing is, I didn't stick up for myself, so that shaped me in a good way, in a bad way. So now, how it shaped me is, I, I try and protect people. I try and not be a. I don't. I'm not a bully, and I try and stick up for people if I see being bullied. And I have a bit of a sense of justice in that way. Negatively, how it affects me is that I want to be liked all the time. You know, I can't. You know, being rejected by someone it just makes me take it real personal. I want to try and win back that person's affection, so I do things which I probably it like you know in regards to a you know, professional environment or whatever so trying to work on that but trying to keep the good stuff that i've gained from it which has been sort of that protector attitude and that that mindset where i just don't tolerate bullies which i don't so gab gabor mate i really recommend it and the other thing i want to touch on as well is about the i don't know if it's been changed but the recent there's a lot of news about the um the 20 sessions back to 10 under the labor government and i quite frankly thought you know that was ridiculous i, I just think you know mental health you know as soon as it's that thing you know if that was dialysis sessions or whatever it is you know imagine if you cut back back that the, the backlash but mental health i still don't think we take it seriously enough if the government you know we have 20 compensated sessions it's still not cheap you know you've still got to cover the gap and there's still a lot of ownership on the person to take it but to still to cut it down from 20 sessions to 10 like you're putting people's lives at risk. and i don't know if it's been changed or not but it just just shows me like we still got to do a lot more in this space if you are an advocate online if you are following the podcast or you do have Instagram pages or something yourself where you do promote this sort of stuff, just keep doing it because, you know, in, like politicians, like unfortunately sometimes if, with politicians until it affects them personally, they don't really see the benefits or take really action or ownership over it. So I guarantee there are politicians who get psychiatric counseling apps or see psychologists on a regular basis, but the difference is they can probably afford it and a lot of people can't. So it's something that I was very disappointed with and it just shows me we're going to Got to keep to do a lot more things in regards to this space and guys, regards to the plans for the show this year, I really need your feedback to tell me what you want in regards to do you want just more stories of people, you know, grew up with a child, you know, paired with a mental illness or do you want to have psychologists or psychiatrists or what will help you? Is it me, me doing more solo episodes just telling you stories which you can you know, maybe learn something from or relate from, Yes, let me help you. So I really want to keep pushing with the podcast this year. The goal is to get to 100 episodes eventually. And if you want to be a guest as well, just just reach out to me. My email is in the show notes. I'd love to have you on. And, yeah, any feedback on how we can improve, negative, positive, and don't worry if it's a negative thing. I'm trying to work on that. So I sort of need that in a way to try and make sure I can get better as a person. But really, if you do have any suggestions, I really encourage you to just email me at joelkleber.com at gmail.com or check in the show notes and stay tuned for part two of where I haven't been. I think it's the second episode I'm going to put out in quick succession is quite hard for me to talk about, but I think it's something that's important and that you can relate to. And I do it in the hopes that it can help you. So until next week, guys, or next episode, thank you for listening to The Lived Experience.